3: Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the Final Cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the Final Cast. You're listening to the Final Cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad. With me is Jimmy. What's up? What's up? Back again. Yeah, buddy. You just you guys just got back from Del Hollow. I didn't make it down there because I suck. But
2: yeah, you missed a a fun and terrible time all together. The <laughs> all the hosts together and all the guests was fun. Uh, shout out to Eastport Marina and Resort. That place is pretty awesome. It's it's crazy because you. You're driving through, like, probably the smallest town in Tennessee. It's, like, 100, 100 yards long, it felt like. Yeah. And then going through farmland, and you go over a mountain, and then you fly off the mountain down a hill, and you run into the marina and the river. Yeah, and, that sounds
3: uh, like uh, Sulfur Creek.
2: Yeah, it was it was, out there. Like, we yeah. had no cell phone signal, no Wi-Fi at the cabin. It was great, not being able, be able to be, you know, bothered, really. Yeah. But I really hope
3: it, you guys do an after-hours
2: episode and just – talk about what happened that we were trying to do one while we were there the first night you know dustin had been up for like dude had been up for like 48 hours yeah so he went to sleep and then the next night we lost dan for a second and he went passed out (laughs) so it just it was just hard to get everything going but i'm sure we're gonna do one about it because it was a good time the fishing was absolutely terrible for anybody that's listening that Was uh, following along on turney x we all apologize for how boring that was there was 15 anglers and 13 fish caught if i was there i would have caught a limit Ooh, i'm just old words (laughs) well it was funny because you know we'd been there two days and uh doodoo got there and uh we went fishing the same spot i'd been like all of us had been fishing took took him five minutes he caught like Five or six fish, caught a seventeen. Jeez. He was like, Hey, figured it out. I was just like, go on. Go back to Texas. But uh no, shout out to Adam Riser. Uh he won the event with three fish, had a good largemouth, and uh the guy that came with him, Mark, I cannot pronounce Mark's last name, sorry, buddy. Uh he caught a twenty inch smolly in forty feet of water. Long crank yeah, that... crankbaits.
3: Yeah, that 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 come kind of bums me out. I'd like to meet Adam Riser.
2: Oh dude. He's, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, like, he's genuine. Me and him talk all the time on like Facebook. Um it's the first time we've got to really hang out. And uh anybody listening should go back and listen to uh Me and Dan's uh Reel down episode yesterday uh, from Monday. Um we had Adam on and he was just kind of talking about the weekend too and what they did, and him and his buddy actually uh fished the day before on the lake, camped out on the lake, hammock camped and then fish the tournament and then they come out and hung out with us and we uh we put them up in the house so they didn't freeze again but uh yeah. no nah, he's a cool guy man you you should get him on the show for something he's a he likes to likes our podcast and everything and he's real in-depth so you find a you need to talk to him about uh what was it swim jigs and i think the accent spinner baits his thing
3: oh yeah you should
2: do an accent show
3: I should get Sam Jones on that
2: one too. Hmm. Well, let me uh make a phone call or two. I'll get uh Jacob Wheeler. Yeah, Jacob Wheeler. <laughs> That'd be cool. I can I've gotten in touch with Dustin Connell before. I'm sure I could get a hold of Jacob cuz they're buddies. That'd be cool. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Uh we're going to talk about media in general
3: tonight. So that's going to include uh cameras, um GoPros, any kind of filming. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about batteries and stuff too. So,
2: so yeah. yeah. So, so you want to start with don't uh, do much of it?
3: <laughs> yeah. I I don't run a GoPro or anything. I've never really uh, ran one, but, uh, you have, uh, yeah. You want to go in your setup a little bit, like what you do
2: and how you power it and stuff like that. Yeah. So for now, which I can take my hat off and say that it ended last week. I was using a GoPro Hero Session Five, which is the they're uh, they're smaller than the most GoPros. It's just a little cube. It doesn't have the playback display mm-hmm. on it, um, but it's the same quality. It shoots 4K 60, and I think maybe 4K 30. I know it shoots 4K. Um, they're known for having a pretty crappy battery life,
4: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but it's a cheaper camera, and the reason I use it is, you know, I can hook up a. I use a an anchor uh battery bank. It's uh twenty thousand one hundred milliamps and I've literally went out on like five eight hour days and not charged it and just let the you know the system record. Uh I don't use the loop mode, which we can get into what that is in a little bit, but Mm -hmm. so when I go out I record I you know get on the water press record, get off the water press stop. So I'm running a huge like 256 gig SD card, so that I'm not having to turn around and change cards and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But uh, depending on how I'm feeling, I either have a homemade like telescoping camera boom pole. Um, it goes out six feet. It gets you can get like the really cool shots for, like off angle. Yeah, you know, spin it out uh away from the boat and stuff like that. Uh, I have the Yak Attack panfish pro i think it is the big one the long one it's like 36 inches yeah i have that one that's on the mighty mount that one's pretty cool i like it because you can grab the foam piece and you can swivel the camera around yeah
3: those are cool because they can double up as a uh selfie stick too
2: i hadn't done that yet but you definitely could yeah i usually i take when i'm gonna do that kind of stuff i take my my big um six foot extendable pole just because it's like a stupid selfie that's Five miles away, it feels like yeah, but uh and that one's got a pretty cool float on it that the guy put on it, but uh I have the smaller one, I guess is the Panfish portrait. is that the ones y'all used in the uh bracket tournament
3: yeah, the yeah yak tech hooked us hooked us up with those uh, uh what is it? what would you call it Panfish pro I think it's the
2: Panfish portrait, i think
3: portrait, yeah, it's something like that it's a, that's a i do have that mount, it's pretty
2: cool yeah. I actually took that mount and because it's kind of, so it's like taller than a cell phone holder. And I like doing a lot of recording on my phone. We can get into that also later, but I uh, kind of customized it to accept my Ram mount phone holder Mm -hmm. so that, you know, anybody that watches videos, you know, there's the infamous crotch shot. Yeah. I I try to avoid that. Exactly. (laughs) So I, uh, that just I was just staring, sitting on the boat, staring at it one day, and was like, "Man, if I swap that part out, I could put my RAM mount on it, and you could actually do selfie videos, and you won't see anything like below the chest." And it works pretty good. But yeah, as far as the GoPro, that's that's my setup though. It's real simple. Um, it runs all day, pretty flawless. The only downfall doing it with the GoPro session is, and this is why my GoPro session is dead: um, to run power continuously, you have to leave the door open on it which makes it not waterproof.
3: Oh, I gotcha.
2: And I set mine down to go under a tree, uh, last week and I went under the tree. And when I went to get back in the boat, I bumped my rod and my rod flipped the camera pole out of the boat. And it took a, took a quick dip and it, uh, it finished recording that day and hasn't turned back on since. So That's now nice. I'm in the market for new cameras. You didn't throw it in a bag of rice. Well, because it, kept working i didn't think about it i gotcha yeah i powered it down and it won't show a charging light or anything anymore so i'm gonna which it's i had it for a year um Mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna upgrade i want to try i hear a lot of bad stuff about the gopro 7s you know they overheat Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking about moving up to the gopro max you know what that is no so the gopro max is a 360 camera
3: Oh, crap. So it's the
2: the dual lens. And uh, the cool thing with it, uh, a buddy of mine bought it. He mounts it in front of him. And you don't change any camera angles. You never touch it. Mm -hmm. You just record. You do all of the camera angle changes in the editing. So that makes it super, super simple so that you're not. Because, I mean, when I record, you know, like you catch fish school and you reach back, zoom it around or, mm-hmm. okay, that's enough video from back here. Let's move it over here. Let's swing it out here. You literally don't have to do that with that camera. You just go in the, I haven't got to do it myself. I've watched some videos on it cause I'm debating on getting one. You just like click point of interest. So like, like the way of the, the best thing to describe it, I was watching a video of a guy skateboarding using skateboarding to show how the 360 camera works. Mm-hmm. So he's going by on the skateboard. He clicks on the skateboard and clicks point of interest. The lens follows the skateboard. And this is all after he shot the video. So he does not does an ollie. He jumps and he does a trick. And the camera focuses the movement of the skateboard, not the skater. But you can hmm. make it pan around. Like a buddy of mine, uh, Greg's got some really cool footage of... He'll have it basically like when you play the video, it's looking at him. You see him set the hook and then it zooms around to the fish. That's sweet. See the fish jump and then he follows it all the way into him landing it and then, you know, the grip and grin. Like, and it's all in the editing. Like, he never touched the camera. That's sweet. And they shoot, they shoot 4K. Uh, I've been looking at one from a brand called, what is it? Insta Pro, Insta, Insta 360. That's it. They're half the price of the GoPro Max. They're like 250 bucks, mm-hmm. but they shoot at almost 6K resolution. It's insane.
3: Yeah, I bet the that only... looks
2: real crisp. Yeah, like they're um, like the there's no grain in the movement. I'm trying to remember what that's called. Um, I'm still uh, kind of r- refresh here. rate. Yeah. So there and it's the frame rate. The frame rate is yeah, through yeah. the roof. So there's what is no... it like? 120 frames per second or something stupid. No, I think it's like 500 really like it's a, the numbers on their website like blew my mind that that camera uh. does everything at that, that speed. Cause it's a $250 camera. Now what I found out later was that the audio on it is garbage. Yeah. And the audio on the GoPro max is amazing. It sounds like the person's wearing a mic. Like the, the yeah. audio is just so crisp which is, you know, that's some of the stuff you have to think about when you're doing, like, videoing on a kayak. That's, like, you don't do it a lot, and it's because it can be such a hassle, probably. Like, mm-hmm. That's the one thing that thinks about it, is it's like one more thing to set up, one more thing to worry about. That's, that's
3: one of the reasons why I've never got a GoPro. Just, I just want to go, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. But there's so many times that Something happens that I was like, "crap! I wish I had my camera with me." Yeah, the
3: um, GoPro Hero Five. I did have a GoPro at one point, but I never used it, and I ended up selling it. And it might have been the GoPro Hero Five, and I wasn't really thrilled with the uh, video quality.
2: Yeah. So, with GoPro, there's like, if you pay attention to it now, there's like. The GoPro Eight, the GoPro mm-hmm. Eight White, the GoPro Eight Black, blah blah blah. Yeah. So back, I think it was the four is when it started. They started doing the black edition, and that's like the the you know the badass one. Yeah. Um, a buddy of mine has, I think that's what he has. He either has fours or five black edition, and they shoot 4K. I mean, and they're older cameras, like. My personal opinion would probably be that the GoPro 6 Black's probably still one of the best ones, because Mm -hmm. it does shoot 4K and everything, but most of the time I'm just going to shoot in 1080, because I don't have a laptop that can handle 4K editing, so you're going to lose the quality anyway. Yeah. But uh, it still has high frame rate, you know, the detachable battery, or changeable batteries and stuff like that and it doesn't have the overheating issues that you know you anybody that's getting into this that does research because i mean it's what we do you'll you go on gopro or anywhere and read a review of their cameras right now everybody complains about the seven black just randomly cutting off if you watch your favorite youtubers on you know fishing right now like Mm -hmm. uh greg blanchard he'll have parts of his video where he's film in one second and the next second of the video it's a different angle and he's like well that gopro just shut down yeah i've just heard gopro him. just shut down
3: i've heard him do that before
2: yeah there's a there's a bunch of cool options and different ways to do it have you done any like do you do any phone recording or anything like that
3: yeah so when we did the uh bracket tournament i used my iphone xr um I I've went live, I, excuse me. I've went live on a paddle and fin page before with that, using the uh, X grip like I was on the Panfish Pro, and uh, you know of course I'd have it tethered and stuff so it don't fall out. But yeah, that's that does a great job. I mean, you don't really need to get a GoPro to record some of these videos if you, if like. I'm I'm trying to think of a way for me to do it with my phone right now and record my fishing trips, which right now I'm at the point where I'm having it on the uh, Panfish Pro still on the X-Grip and then hardwiring my phone. Well, not hardwiring, just plugging it into a decoded lithium power box, which I have and I can do that. It's just more gear I have to bring on the
2: kayak for a river trip, which yeah. is why I don't do it. So, so when I started doing it, it was all like, cause I was trying to be like budget friendly. Yeah. So I spent the money on a good mount for the phone. Why would you do that? Cause you don't want your phone going in the river. Um, the X grip and you know, now John with the at gadget has his version of the phone holder mm-hmm. and it holds better in my opinion, because it has an extra set of arms to hold the bottom of the phone. Um, I know he's working on getting a mount to mount it up where it's like up higher Mm -hmm. rather than just flat on that arm. So that'll be awesome. But when I started doing it, it was the Ram mount. I had an extended Ram arm. You know, that whole setup cost me like 60 bucks. Yeah. And you put your phone on there. The Ram mount has the one I have has its own little rubber tether that you wrap around the phone kind of like the rogue fishing phone tether for your, like your PFD
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and uh, I would have it set up. And then I would, I've done video like, so I have an 11 pro max iPhone. Yeah. And it does killer selfie camera video because the selfie camera camera is so good. So I would film, sometimes I would film with the selfie camera face me and you can, that way it's kind of like, of logging display. So you can see what's in frame and everything. And then I got to where I would turn the phone around and film it the right way Mm -hmm. and let it use the better cameras. Um, and you know, it eats up your battery. So, uh, I was thinking, well, but this is before I had lithium, Mm -hmm. you know, batteries on the boat. I was like, well, what would be a good option? And I, I used to, you know, mess around with like backpacking and, you know, camping and stuff like that. And I knew about anchor battery products. Mm-hmm. And the big thing with Anchor is they're they're cheap, like they're high high quality, but they're killer price. Like this is a twenty thousand one hundred milliamp battery. It has two four amp outputs for USB C, and then it this thing was like I think fifty bucks. That's not bad. It'll it I... takes a while to charge. Um, mm-hmm. I just let it charge overnight, but. Those little four indicator lights on it. I mean, like you can literally. I have ran this Go a GoPro on this for I think the most I counted. I think was like thirty two hours before I and I've never killed it. Jeez, it's just got down to the last light and I recharged it. I'm
3: glad you brought that up because I was going to circle back around to that. You said how many milliamps? Twenty thousand one hundred. So it's so that would be. I was about to say around twenty amps. Twenty point one. That's crazy. I, I can see why it lasts so long cuz the probably the amp draw on the he, go, GoPro Hero
2: is like nothing. Nothing. Like yeah. honest to god, this little picture light right here. These little ring lights mm-hmm. have probably five times the amp draw as that GoPro does. Yeah, Cause I believe this, it. this thing will kill this battery bank in like two nights of yeah. of uh podcasting. Um,
3: Anchor products, huh?
2: Check out Anchor. They make they make their own charging cords, fast charge basis for your phones. Um, they make these things down to like, you know, like hundred AH, hundred amp hour, like little pocket size for emergency backup. Um
3: hundred amp hour.
2: Yeah. I'm not, sorry, not a hundred amp hour, 10 amp hour. I was Just, about to say, I can run my
3: XI three on that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, I got that wrong. It'd be a, it'd be a hundred milliamps is what I'm I got. You, at. Yeah. But, uh, they keep getting smaller. So, this is actually a couple years old now, I think. I think it's two years old. The same one now is a little bit thinner and shorter, same size. Um, they get bigger. I think they have up to a 30,000 milliamp now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but they make solar chargers. Like, they make it. Like, I actually, my uh, cigarette lighter charger for my vehicle, it, it has two four amp USB mm-hmm. outputs on it and it plugs into a lighter, like $12. It'll charge my iPhone in like 20 minutes
3: that's pretty impressive yeah that thing could run a fish finder too if you if you really wanted like a cheaper
2: option battery
3: that could run a fish finder
2: right guys running strikers like striker four garments the smaller rances that don't like i would say if you don't have side imaging or any of that crazy stuff like just chirp maybe down imaging gps Mm -hmm. um You'd probably, I don't know if they would have the cord, but you could probably do some research and get like the actual spec name for the cord. Like this is USB C to micro USB or whatever. You could find out what cord you needed. And I'm sure you can find somebody that has a USB conversion adapter. Yeah. You could plug it straight into this. I thought about before I got my lithium batteries, I had thought about trying to do that just to see if it would do it. I just never did it because it would. I have a Raymarine Element 9. And I found out this weekend how much that thing draws down. Mm-hmm. I tried running... No, I hadn't charged my 100-amp-hour Vioino battery in over a month. And I ran Kentucky Lake all day in in the wind. And then I put it on the flint and tried to run my 9-inch graph and my motor, and the poor battery died. <laughs> Brian had to tow me back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, that's...
3: Uh, like, if somebody wanted to get crafty or something, you you could... Like splice together some something, make it work. I'm yeah. sure.
2: I mean you think about like you said, you think about this is a twenty amp hour battery. Yep. So think of a twenty amp hour deer feeder battery like people are using or whatever, the twelve amp hour or like this is that in its pocket size.
3: Yeah. And it's higher. And that output. probably weighs nothing too, right?
2: No, it might weigh a pound. Yeah. Cause it's I mean, it's a tight packed lithium cell, but it's high output too. So it's like these that's, things are, I want to say they're 4.1. It they might even say it on there.
3: That's pretty oh, cool though.
2: Yeah. They're, they're insane. I love them. I've went completely anchor with a lot of stuff. I'm trying to see if it says it. I guess the, the
3: other option people have for uh, hardwiring GoPros is like I mentioned before the Dakota lithium power box or a power box in general. I know there's a couple out there. Amped Outdoors makes one. Uh, Bold North makes one.
2: Okay, uh, here we go. Output. It's five voltage output at 4.8 amps. So that's like yeah. twice my cell phone charger. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that yeah. that in theory, your phone should charge a lot faster using that, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, but like you said, no, that, uh, that Dakota Lithium box is a killer option just because it's an already done you know set up you just yeah and you
3: can use it for multiple uses also because it has the the terminal post and then you got a cigarette lighter you got two usb
2: ports it it has a bunch of stuff on it it or something too yeah yeah it has lights yeah like yeah it's it's an all-around killer option i'm surprised not any of the other companies are doing anything like that I, I'm starting to see
3: more of them. Like I mentioned, Dakota lithium amped outdoors has one. I think Uh bold North. Okay. Outdoors, maybe I just haven't seen them then. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's a cool option. If, if that's the way I ever go, I'll probably do it that way since I already have it. You know, I would just, yeah,
2: I would tell anybody that that's looking at getting into that too. Like when you find something like that, you want just price match it to something that, uh anchor makes. Now they don't make a power box, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're they're focused on not even in our market, you know, at all. But you know, dollar dollar to dollar you might be able to get twice the battery for a tenth of the price. Mm-hmm. So you know, do you really need that power box? Like <laughs> Yeah. I uh, I
3: like if I was in the market for doing something like that, I probably wouldn't get the box. Probably excuse me go with that uh anchor thing you're talking about
2: yeah and i mean you could probably get multiple i need to do some research with them i need to see i haven't got on their site in forever i mean every time i get on it they have new stuff bigger batteries like the solar thing they're doing that's new like we need to anchor solar solar packs that might be a good uh
3: i don't even know if it's an
2: american company to be honest Uh, Well, might might be a show in another language. We might just sit here and nod our heads.
3: We, uh, we, I'm gonna write that down because that might be an interesting. Yeah. But yeah, um, we kind of hit on uh, cell phones a little bit. Um, I know back over the winter last year, I made a bunch of videos that I posted to Paddle and Fin's YouTube uh, how-to videos, products, product highlights, stuff like that. Uh, I shot all that on my phone, and what yeah. I was using, what I was using with that was the uh, 4K 60 frames per second, and then I would
2: just throw that on a tripod. Yeah, and I was good to go. The cell phones have come a ridiculous way. Like, uh, yeah, what actually made me change over to an iPhone? Because I'm not really a fan of their operating system and just not my style. I like the way Android does things, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but i uh i was uh watching some videos of a girl from auburn that she threw hike the appalachian trail and she videoed yeah. the whole thing she did every bit of it on her iphone i think it was a iphone 9 pro then mm-hmm. pro what Max. did you call what did you call the trail the appalachian trail
3: that's what i call it but there's people in the south that appalachian. look at
2: me like yep yeah <laughs> i'm one of the few southerners that somewhat speaks in the right way because <laughs> my wife talks about it. Cause when I start drinking, that's then it hilarious. gets way worse. It starts getting more like Milford. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, no Appalachian trail, the AT.
3: No, that's impressive, man. Like, like you said, phones, they've come, a, come a long way. And I probably and still people... wouldn't
2: have a GoPro if my mom hadn't bought it for me for Christmas. Like, yeah, I had done I mean... figured out my phone set up for a recording video and was fine with it. And then she was like, hey, got you a GoPro. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'm like I yeah. wasn't going to buy it.
3: <laughs> I mean, like from video quality to like sound quality, phones are right up there with GoPro. Oh, free. I
2: mean, we can go down the rabbit hole with phones a little bit too. Something you can do that a lot of people don't realize is you can get wireless mics for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you can, um, you can get rid of that, uh, the wind factor. You can yep. set the phone up, do a Bluetooth, uh, uh, what do they call it? A, a Lapel. Lapel mic. Yeah. And uh, you could put a wind buffer thing on it. Like you can get and spend a tenth of the money you can on like a good camera system. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you get more limited on camera angle, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm sorry, I'm not going to swing a boom out over the water with my phone on it. Cause God knows what'll happen. Something. I, I was,
3: yeah. I was thinking the same thing. There's, there's that aspect. I'm not swinging my phone out over the water. I mean, you could, still... even if it's tethered.
2: Well, I'm a little less worried about it now because I'm still running. So a few months ago, y'all probably remember when I talked about or I posted uh, on my Instagram about dropping my phone in the river. Had to leave there, drive home, come back an hour later with my wife to help me look for it because it had got silted yeah. over. Oh yeah. Found it an hour later. This is still that same phone. Are you serious? I haven't changed it. It went right back to working. It, wow. Every day it got better. All the fog got out of the camera. None of the volume. Nothing's wrong with it. So I'm not as worried. So if I had it tethered and it fell and got wet, then I'd be... i yeah, pretty confident that, it that this phone can take it.
3: Is it one of those water-resistant
2: It's types? waterproof the way they do. It. It's waterproof to 30 meters for 30 minutes is something I think that Apple says. Okay. Well, it was only like a foot for over an hour but it's like i picked it up it lit up touch screen still worked so that's impressive and i mean i don't have a life proof case it was in one of the lower series otter boxes underwater
3: <laughs> hey you guys uh remember when brian dropped his phone at nickajack oh, i wish i knew about this he did a whole episode on it when he went to the uh kbf flw cup down at nick jack last year Ended up dropping his phone uh, during the tournament. He had to leave tournament early, go to Verizon, get a new phone, and then he
2: fished the second day. That's awesome. Yeah, There was a guy, Logan Martin, this year for the Bassmaster event that, because um, I want to say Scott Butcher was talking about, they come around the corner in the, in the Bassmaster media boat. There's an old town kayak ran up on the bank, nobody in it. <laughs> so they just kind of hang out. A few minutes later, a guy comes running back down the road, gets back in the boat. He had dropped his phone, and the phone died. So he ran up on the bank, ran down to Dollar General, bought a flip phone with a camera, wow. ran back down the street, got back in the boat, and finished the tournament. And I think that dude top 30'd. Wow. But yeah. <laughs> That's impressive, man. I was like, that dude <laughs> Somebody wanted- needs to get that guy on the show, man. That's I wish cool. I could remember his name. I'm sure I can pull up, go pull up the footage. Because I remember what he looked like. Because he was fishing in the same area I was.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I just think I might have had already left before that happened. I like, left in moved spots. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, it was a funny story. Like, That's dude funny. went and bought, like, a $70 go phone That was just <laughs> enough capable to take pictures. Like, it wouldn't run the app. He came yeah. in early... Went into where the meeting was, the way in, and like manually, like, handed his photos to those guys. Like, here's the phone.
3: <laughs> I probably would have just given up, like, yeah, this is stupid. That's me.
2: I've heard <laughs> yeah. stories. I think it was Josh Stewart went off the side of the boat after his phone. Like, yeah. it went in, he went in. I think I heard that too. It ain't that deep. Not for me. It ain't that good. Josh
3: Smith did that earlier this year, I think. Tried jumping in after it.
0: Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace. Offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started.
2: <laughs> Brian, for getting off topic. Brian actually told me a story this weekend at Del Hollow about ice fishing. and uh, Had his phone listening to music sitting beside him. Had his buddy hand him something and said all you heard was bloop and the music <laughs> was gone. His <laughs> phone <It's falling laughs> went to the bottom of the lake. <laughs> that would suck. Rang that little hole. <laughs> oh
3: I just thought of something here we were talking about phones. Um over the show season, uh Jason Ricketts let me use his uh I forget what it's called. Uh, it's a little tripod, huh? The gimbal gimbal yeah i forget what it was dji or something DJ, like
2: that yeah dji the same company that makes the uh, drones and stuff like that yeah well he let me
3: use his
2: and Thanks, I, too. I took yeah
3: I, I took video of the whole show uh, all weekends we were there and that thing was awesome you guys haven't seen the video go back uh i think it was january or february on our youtube page you can see how this thing works and all the how How like smooth it just moves while
2: you're turning with the gimbal in your hand? It's pretty awesome. For anybody that doesn't know what a gimbal is, which most people probably do, but basically it's just some, a form of a gyro mm-hmm. so it uh it takes out all of the anything that would take away from stabilization yep, so if you take off running with it, you won't see the camera shake. Yeah. Um, you can lock it and you can do sweeping with it so it's smooth all sorts of cool. You can set it to where, you know, you can flip the handle over it and the screen. Never, you know, it stays deadlocked. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that they were using on like before I ever saw one for like a phone or a GoPro stick, they were on the DJI phantoms, which was Mm -hmm. the first, in my opinion, probably good drone that had a camera on it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you could swoop in and, you know, you, when you're flying, it's just getting that perfectly smooth transitions. Mm-hmm. and uh i actually had a buddy that made his own gyro out of one of those he took a he took the gyro off of his quadcopter he bought uh one of these battery banks he duct taped it to a selfie stick and then he because the selfie stick uses quarter 20 standard camera thread mm-hmm. and so does the gyro so he screwed it on that and he made a gyro so extendable selfie stick for like nothing now he had the copter but that's cool Worked good man that's back when i used to do the off-road rc trucks yeah and oh you just... used to do that oh we can't i've spent more on that than i've spent on fishing still i, I have had... a buddy
3: that's gotten into rc cars and they they race them he's got his up to like 80 mile an hour
2: yeah mine were rock crawlers wow. so they were really slow yeah but i had three at one time that i had twenty five hundred dollars in each
1: Jeez, dude, that's and crazy. we used
2: to do like competitions and stuff like that, and it was insane. But he he set up a gyro to film that, and that's something I was wanting to do for fishing because like he could run right next long to the truck as it goes over terrain, and the camera yeah. transitions just smooth. And I was thinking about the other day having something like that on the boat when when you're in the chop,
3: mm-hmm. you
2: could get some killer smooth. I don't know. I just think. Oh be...
3: yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that that those um. Gimbals, they they work they work really well for like B roll stuff.
2: Yeah, I definitely want one for that because I'm wanting to dabble around with doing B roll. Um,
3: it's fun, dude. I like it.
2: I've never <laughs> tried to do it I don't really know what I'm doing, but uh, so the guy that was at the Hollow with Adam mm-hmm. Mark Mark used to be one of the uh, photographers for Hurley. Uh huh. Like surfing, he's traveled the world fo- photoing surfers. And he was talking about B-roll, and he was like, you don't understand. He was like, if you put all your effort in your B-roll, he's like, you know, you get all these cool shots, you think about this is what you need to see. He was like, then you just record after that. Like, It's like the B-roll is the film, and fishing is what happened. Yeah. He's like, it just makes it, it just gave me a different way to look at it. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. So I could take like these boring cell phone videos, just put B-roll in them, Add some transitions and yep. boom film like Yep.
3: So. I, I just sent you the video of uh Cincinnati Fishing Expo, so you should watch that later. It's pretty cool. Oh, well. There's a bunch of B rolling it. Um I was impressed with it. I'm not a expert or anything, but I was I was happy with it.
2: And you use the gimbal for that?
3: Yeah, the DJI the whole time. And Dude, those what's cool are
2: expensive though.
3: <laughs> yeah, they are.
2: Like it's like but... hundred and eighty bucks.
3: Yeah, but what's cool, also cool about it, it, has a joystick on it too. So if you're trying to like interview two separate people, you can scroll over to one person, scroll over to two person or the other person without having to move it back and forth. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. Yeah, the joystick moves the camera back and forth, up or down. It's pretty cool. Apparently, I did
2: not explore the one I played with enough.
3: They also got a button on it too to where it flips it from landscape to portrait by itself. It's pretty Ooh. awesome.
2: gum it! Now I know what I want for Christmas. <laughs> Hopefully, my wife actually listens to this episode. I doubt <laughs> yeah. it. I don't think she's listened to a single one of my episodes yet. Yeah, my wife has not either. She don't care. Yeah, fine. It, it's
3: like she she's all into baking and podcasts and stuff like that. Baking podcast. She talks about it. I'm like, oh, cool. And then I talk about fishing podcasts. She's like, oh, Shut cool.
2: Whatever. <laughs> yeah, my my wife's into the uh, murder podcast yep, uh, so is she serial killers and crap yeah yeah i can't remember what it's called i probably should as much as we talk about it but <laughs> but yeah so there's there's tons of options for if people getting into filming and like you don't have to go gopro going back to gopro style cameras a buddy of mine has a i don't couldn't tell you what it is think he bought it off amazon it's like a gopro knockoff hmm I think he paid 50 bucks for it. It shoots 4K, and his videos are just as good as my, <laughs> my $200 GoPro videos. Milford
3: has a knockoff one that he
2: likes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you, can... yeah, you
3: don't got to spend a ton of money
2: just for the name brand. And I would tell anybody that's just getting into it, if you don't know if you're going to stick with it, don't buy a GoPro to begin with anyway. I mean, you could, because you can always resell GoPros, mm-hmm. but, you know, play with, you know, cheap stuff. There's other options too, uh, like Chad Hoover and those guys use the Tacticam.
3: Yeah, I want to start looking into one of those because those are cool. It's, I've used it looks one, like on a one boat. of those. What is that? It looks like one of those uh, long, skinny lumen flashlights. Yeah. And then so, uh, d- does it shoot like a wide, wider
2: area? I know. Something? See, the one I played with, because so to my knowledge, I could be wrong. Somebody will correct me if I am am for sure. Tacticam started with bow cameras because the camera would act as the front... Oh, Lord. Stabilizer? I think that's the word. I haven't bow hunted in a while. I can't remember. But basically, the, the counterweight that you would put on a bow in the front that pokes out, Uh huh. you could replace it with this camera. It shot a decent wide angle. I don't think it was like 270 wide angle, but it would shoot a decent lens, and it would film your hunt. Now, they—I be- don't even think they've changed anything as far as what it actually is. But now they've got them on boom mounts, and you see guys like Chad and those guys using them. I definitely want to check it out because I don't remember my TactCam on my bow costing much compared to, you know, the GoPro Max, which is, I think, five hundred and eighty dollars.
3: Yeah, it's—I'm looking at it now. TactCam uh, Fish FishEye, two hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, no. And it says
3: developed specifically for the Fish and Market Tactic Cam. Fish Eye offers Anglers the perfect compact camera package to film their experience. And then uh right here it says ultra wide and two X uh, zoom limbs lens or lenses are coming soon.
2: Does it say what resolution it shoots
3: in? And what frame um, rate? I'm sure it does. I just I would just have to read through this a little bit.
2: Because um, they're they're definitely cool setups,
3: waterproofed up to thirty feet. It says.
2: I'm I'm sure if I get it, I'll be one of the folks to test that. So yeah, I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna put them down as another episode too. Cause I think oh, I was just do...
2: about to tell you if you do, I want in on that because I need to know. <laughs> All right, Text. pretty cool. But yeah, no, there's tons of op- options coming out. Um, uh, where's it at? I, I glanced at it. I didn't see a resolution. Here it is.
3: Low light sensor record and full HD 1080p 60 frames per second.
2: Okay. And like I said, folks, you don't have to aim to get 4k everything. Cause chances are you don't have the rest of the editing half of what you would need to do it. Maybe you do. I know some people go all in get a, you know, really nice MacBook and pay mm-hmm. for final cut pro and all that stuff. And if power to you. I'll well, you if you have, you can edit my videos.
3: Well, if you have a a MacBook, you don't need all that. What I use when we're uh, editing these videos and all my videos, I use QuickTime and I use iMovie. That's all you <laughs> really need.
2: I think the only thing you get when you do like Final Cut's is just more detailed options. Yeah, like you can do more yeah. with it. Yeah, you, you get you get like it.
3: these more uh, suave like intros yeah. and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I edit all of my footage on the GoPro app if I'm shooting with the GoPro or iMovie on my phone. And I've done... I mean, it doesn't give you as many options for transitions. um, But, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, I've got a... I don't post a lot on YouTube. I think the YouTube video I posted of my smallmouth trip was pretty good. I mean, that was a whopping 20 minutes of editing. Basic, basic (laughs) transitions. Like, I don't know. Still hadn't figured out doing the music to get the music cut in where you want it, how you want it. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to, uh, like add in, like I wanted it to show the new canoe banner, you know, fade in and out in certain parts, stuff like that. Couldn't figure that out. But the phone editing is limited. I think if I uploaded it to the computer, I could probably figure it out. Yeah. But you can, you can do basic. If you're just looking to get into doing a little YouTube channel or, Do some Instagram, you know, like 60 second videos or something. That's what I might do.
3: I might get into that. I probably won't go full blown YouTube because I don't really care about that.
2: The only thing I post to YouTube because I was, I've shot some videos for new canoe or shot a video for new canoe and it was too big for my phone to upload. Yeah. I could not figure out how to send it. And a guy told me he was like, just upload it to YouTube and send them the link. Uh, I mean, that made it. So that's the only reason I even have a YouTube channel is yeah, it's a place to store the videos. Like I don't promote it. I don't consistently post. Like, I think I've only got three videos on it. Yeah. It's just a place to if I think it's something that I want to send to somebody, I just store it there.
3: See, I, that's probably what I would be doing is just posting on Paddle and Finn's website. Cause I mean, or not website, YouTube, because for more content for Paddle and Fin plus, you know, yeah. New canoe stuff.
2: Yeah. But. That's, I'm it's on my short list of things for next year. I want to do a little more of, I, I started it out pretty good this year and I just, with everything else I've started, I went from fishing a like a crap load in the spring when COVID was real bad. Yep, I was fishing all the time and then work picked up super heavy and my fishing just fallen off. And like, I literally didn't put a camera on my boat while we were at Del Hollow. Like, I just wanted to fish and hang out.
3: That's how I am most of the time too. But like I said, those, I think 60 second videos would be cool for Instagram.
2: Oh yeah. You know, keep, you got to think about the, this is something else too for people. You know, if you're thinking about doing YouTube videos, there's like two types of people when it comes to watching videos, you like, like sub five minutes or you'll watch no matter how long. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those that'll watch them no matter how long, but it's because I have a lot of steering wheel time too. So, cause like what I'll do is I'll put my phone up in the, I don't have to see the video. It sounds stupid. I just like to listen to it. Yeah. I know what you mean. So I'll just clip my phone in my phone holder and have YouTube going on, you know, like a Jacob Wheeler video or Greg Blanchard or I do that up on, with Greg. Like Blanchard. sometimes I do the, like I usually watch the Joe Rogan podcasts versus listen to them. Okay. Just, I don't know why. I mean, every There's... now and then, you know, you stop at a red light. I'll glance at it, but like, yeah, it doesn't distract. I know it sounds terrible, but it's not distracting. Like, I'm not legitimately like not missing a second of a video going down the road. That's not how it is. It's just no. I playing. I agree. We have listeners that only
3: listen to the podcast through YouTube. So yeah, they relate that way.
2: Yeah, no, it. Yeah, that's how it works for me. It. And
3: speaking of, this is like a, like I said, it's a media uh, segment here. So I'm going to hit this a little bit. We talked about posting 60-second videos to Instagram and stuff. Um, I see a lot of guys posting all their pictures from the weekend in one post. That doesn't really help you grow your brand if you want, if that's what you're trying to do. Save those pictures, backlog those pictures and post Every day at the same time and be consistent with it. That's what I've seen and I've grown my page since last December. I've 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 hit over fifteen hundred followers already. I think
2: I'm in less than a year. I think I'm at fifteen hundred now. But, but yeah, see, just that something...
3: consistent that consistent schedule of being uh, coming out with a uh, content every day, even if the picture is six months old, which I have not there yet. I have like. I probably have 50 pictures still from back in March that I haven't even touched yet. I'm saving those for over the winter.
2: Yeah, same thing. Like I probably had 50 shots that I snapped out of the video I did Mm -hmm. from my good smallmouth trip I took this year that uh, I posted, and I've probably got... 25 or 30 more photos. And so, something that Instagram does that a lot of people don't know is you can save them as drafts.
0: Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish, it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: You can yeah. literally make the post, click back, save as draft, and then you don't have to in the middle of the day, it's not like, well, I don't have the time to put. You literally just click on it and then it's done. It's posted. Like you said, be consistent. And then I read somewhere, I cannot remember who I, who posted it, but I was looking at like growth you know, how you would grow your following and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys was saying in the beginning you do not post every day. So when you have smaller viewers amount, so like if you post it on Monday, you may not see you can watch like how it reaches. Mm-hmm. It may not reach its potential for three days. So you would leave it for three days before you would post a new post. Because basically you would be resetting what people would see and I, gotcha. I started doing that i was posting every third day and my follower and view count was higher and now i probably need to like step it up a little bit because it's slowed back down which i've also like i i don't ever post anymore just because i forget yeah but, <laughs> it's like you said like you do a lot of our instagram stuff don't you for Paddle and finn
3: yeah me and armando does
2: yeah, one of y'all posted was like, "We need to see more of you on here," and I was like, "Yeah, you're right, man. I don't post enough."
3: Like, <laughs> I know if I could get like all you got, all you hosts to post
2: pictures and then tag
3: paddle and fin, it'd make it so much easier. But
2: yeah, it is. That's what I've started. Like, I didn't realize I wasn't doing that. So, like, probably for the last month now, I make sure I tag paddle and fin on it. Yeah, that's something. You know, like you said, this is a media episode, and we can talk about all things media. You know, if if you're doing if you're wanting to do videos and pictures and stuff like that, just because you're wanting to grow on Instagram or YouTube and stuff like that, you got to make it sound stupid, but you have to make sure you get your, the tagging and the hashtagging, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's another thing I read. Uh, A guy was talking about how um, a lot of people just hashtag the popular stuff. Like, like if it's a fishing picture and you're hashtagging the brands and stuff like that, So he said, make sure you throw in a generic hashtag that's trending. You can go on a website and type in. It's like what's trending is the website or something like that. And it'll be like, what are, what's the genre? You would type outdoors and it'll give you a list of what outdoor hashtags are trending. So like as basic as using the hashtag, hashtag outdoors, but he was like, make sure after you do all the ones you were doing for certain brands and stuff like that, put that at the bottom because that expands who sees it on Instagram that's not a yeah. follower of yours. Yeah. So there's little tricks like that you can learn to help expand your following. Yeah, so
3: what I do is I have my hashtag saved in my notes uh, app on my phone, and I use the same ones every day. I Because Instagram only allows you to have 30 – uh tags on one on one post i I did not know that that. yeah so i got 30 tags and i use the same 30 tags every day and it's always hashtag fish fishing angler angling fisherman, fishing kayak
2: bass fishing you know kbf yeah like uh kayaking trends a lot yeah like the just the hashtag kayaking like and if if I'm catching
3: a largemouth or smallmouth, I'll, I'll hashtag it largemouth, LMB, largemouth bass, largemouth bass fishing. You know.
2: Yeah, you can, you can hashtag other things people might see. Mystery tackle box.
0: You know, yeah. All
2: the, all I always
3: of I always relate my hashtags to what's in the picture though. Like, I do
2: most of it. And then yeah. the only thing I've changed is after reading what that guy said is like find something that's related to you that's trending.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: like I actually played around with it during the COVID thing. I would use a COVID hashtag. Hmm. The three posts I did that way had way more views, way more likes. Oh. My followers would start popping up just because COVID was trending.
3: Yeah. That's interesting.
2: I didn't keep doing stuff like that because it felt kind of like selling out, but <laughs> it just, I saw he said that and I was like, I wonder. Yeah, try I was just like, trying. I might
3: try that tomorrow just to see.
2: Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Like those three posts blew up. Like nothing crazy. I mean, you know, I don't get much over 100 likes and stuff like that. But like, that was one of the posts that did. Yeah. And you definitely, like to... you know, landscape portraits are great, but the fish catches get the love. Like. Yep. The picture of the 23 I caught. That one. That's probably been my most productive picture of the year.
3: Yeah, and w- one of my pictures. I forget which one it is. It. It was. It was me fishing in the rain on my bonafide. That's just awesome. Well, I, I thought it was a cool picture. Don't get me wrong, but
2: that one right there. Yeah, I knew what picture it was. That's 312 what I it was. likes. I'm Jesus, like, you get way more likes than I do. I'm like. <laughs> you're paying Instagram, aren't
3: you? No. I was <laughs> like, out of all the pictures to like, you guys don't like the 19 and three quarter inch smallmouth I, I caught. Like, no, we like watching Brad
2: suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but it is what it is. It's a fun uh, little rabbit hole to go down. Like, yeah, I put that take in my it notes. Super serious, or you can not. You know, yeah,
3: I'm not super serious about it. It's just I, I want to grow. You should be
2: because well, you're freaking good at it. I,
3: I'm not like super serious about it. The main reason I'm doing it is because I want to grow the like my community of people that way if i if i ever run into somebody or if i'm ever in a state i'd be like hey you want to go fishing
2: they are like let's go you know yeah i
3: think i'd be cool
2: no i feel you that i mean that's that's part of why i do all of this is for that stuff you know yeah the the podcast helps you connect to people i think you're i think
3: that's what you're good at what's that connecting with
2: people i ain't never met a stranger yeah (laughs) i ain't afraid to talk to nobody like Heck yeah. like swear to god here's a little story If anybody listening to us that knows pro anglers knows who dustin connell is uh you know hashtag ding i don't know uh, who he is seriously <laughs> wow I'm, i'll send but you some stuff, i'm man. not he's a, a bass
3: master guy or anything i don't care about he's bass the master,
2: he's so. the mlf coosa river slayer
3: i don't, oh, don't dude, watch he's
2: that a stuff spot slayer well uh if he's it's pretty not... well known. He runs around with Jacob Wheeler. Um, he's on the Guggen Bates team or whatever pro angler. Yeah, he's a he's a killer. Like I knew who he was because he's from my state, and he was like he has a really really cool video when he won his first uh, Elite Series event. I think it was the Elite Series. Mm-hmm. Wish Dan was on right now. He would know. But yeah, like James he was perfect. emotional coming into the ramp because he thought he missed KVD by. He's like, I just didn't do it. I just didn't get it. You know, I just didn't have it. I didn't have it. And he ended up like blowing K V D out of the water.
3: Huh.
2: But uh but anyway, so I know that he's a Coosa River Slayer. So when Bassmaster did the event on Logan Martin, I just reached out to him. I was like, Yeah, you'll won't answer, but I'll try. Yeah. I was fair. like, Hey man, can you give me any info on this time of year? And he legitimately just started sending me spots to go.
3: Really? That's yeah.
2: crazy. So like you said, I can connect with people. I don't I can talk to and meet anybody like i'm a, well you're
3: affiliated with bass too now so that yeah. makes it easier
2: yeah i hopefully uh if next time that the classic comes rolling through if i'm still part of it because we got an op- opportunity last year i just didn't take it because i was fishing the tournament but we could boat marshal huh. the classic so that, that, that would be sick. Awesome. Yeah. yeah you don't get to pick your angler but i don't care like
3: hey you, i don't like i said i don't even know the guys but that'd be awesome
2: yeah you, you, you would be like you hey look, there's guys that guy. can teach you something yeah you don't even have to talk to him. You sit back and watch him. yep like they would have been sick
3: that would be cool um the last thing i was going to ask you about you said you mentioned it earlier but we got off topic
2: but uh drones Do yeah. you have a drone I don't anymore. I had one briefly. Um, first off, they are freaking cool. Um, Heck yeah, they are. I would like to try one again because now that the technology's gotten more popular, it's gotten very user friendly for like beginners. Mm-hmm. Um, which I had a DJI Phantom two or three, can't remember, um, and it it can. You can hook it up to a computer, take all the limits off of it, and it can be one of these really extremely fast flipping, spinning. Or you can turn on all the limits, and it like will counter stability for you. like It'll hold itself in place. Um, like For instance, you could turn the thing on and hover. You could put the controller down. You could grab the thing and take off running with it, and the motors would kick on, and as soon as you let go, it'll fly right back to where it came from on its own.
3: Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah um they'll fly high enough that you'll lose sight of it um like i literally just held up one time just to see where it went and literally couldn't find it and then i held down and it came back didn't know until talking with jay because jay has a quadcopter that he uh, a drone it's not a quadcopter jay has a drone that he was filming with this weekend i didn't know that you can go in and see how high they went you can like hook them up and it'll tell you that kind of information
1: like the elevation
2: yeah, like uh, got one of the guys was saying he got his up to like eight thousand feet, which is illegal. Holy crap, dude! That's
3: two miles, almost two miles in the air. Holy
2: crap! Nuts. Yeah, yeah, I've heard guys. Uh, he said it. Was, he said it was up so high you could see the curve of the earth. So take that, flat earthers.
3: <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> no, uh.
3: I've heard, uh, stories about guys, uh, their, their things, not making it back to the dock and they'll just fall and drop right into the water. They don't float.
2: Oh no. They go to the bottom.
3: Yeah. That blows my mind. Why would they not make those float?
2: Honestly, I don't know. It could be one of those things that they put that risk in your hands instead because like we've had them. So they have a home feature for anybody not familiar with a drone. When you turn one on, you set location. And mm-hmm. set as home. So wherever you are standing is home. So that if it loses radio signal, it'll fly itself back to where it came from. Um some of them will when they hit low battery, they will return home. So mm-hmm. that it doesn't just fly out of the sky in the woods somewhere. Um downfall of that is is if you forget to reset home. Um, I almost did that. The when I got mine we set home at behind a flea market in a field was where the guy was like, showing me how to fly it. Mm -hmm. I got home and was using it and didn't reset it. And the low battery thing came on and it popped in my head and was like, oh crap. And I was able to swing it back down to me real quick, but it would have tried to fly back to that flea market. And like, they have accuracy within five feet or something like that. GPS pinpointing. They're, they're pretty insane. Like, and then the footage you can catch on them now, like, I haven't done any of the first person flying. I was doing it all where I could see it, you know, flying it, which is hard. Yeah. Because especially when you turn around and come back at yourself and everything's inverse. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. I believe but, it. Uh, like Jay's little setup is from what I understood was fairly inexpensive. I, I wish I had like the brand and stuff like that, but it, bas- it has like a phone clip and it has an app and you basically just clip the phone in mm. and you just look down at your phone while you fly. And oh, I was cool. watching him do it. He got some killer footage from Del Hollow. Um, like we actually, it worked out perfect. He was filming the cabin and some deer walked down the field next to us. That's and he was awesome. able to fly over the lower down on top of them. They were just looking up at it. Pretty cool. That is cool. And a lot sure. of these things come with some ridiculously good cameras now. And you can rotate yeah. the cameras and stuff like that. And so all sorts I
3: of used to follow this guy on Instagram. He was a uh, framer. Uh, he owned his own business, Framing Houses. And he would pull his drone out that's such a bad thing. <laughs> I know, dude. It was so cool. <laughs> his name is Edster Jackass. If you want to check out his content on Instagram, he he would use his uh, drone and he would just come up above the house and you just see like the whole framing of the house. and It's,
2: it, it's cool. I like it. I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah. No, I, the drone stuff. Uh, it's, it's something I'm wanting to get into. Cause some of the shots you can get with them. Now I have a buddy that had, you know what a cigarette boat is? Cigarette boat, yeah. The real long, like twin outboard or twin inboard engine boats that run like 150 miles an hour. Like, you know, if you saw it, they're like 52 foot long. They're really fancy, really pretty boats, open yeah, cockpit, probably. yeah. But they've got like 2000 horsepower. Um, I have a buddy of mine that has one of those, and I don't know what he uses. And this dude's a uh, government contractor, has way too much money, and <laughs> can't talk about what he does. He had a bracelet that he clipped on and he was running his boat across like Lake Erie or something like that, wherever they took it. And he sent the drone up and the little bracelet is linked to it. So wow. he just takes off in the boat and the helicopter, the the drone follows the bracelet. So he has cool video of it, like, like 110 miles an hour. And it's, you know, taking shots around the boat and stuff like that. Like the technology in them is insane. Yeah. So you can, you can do some cool stuff with them. You know something else we didn't touch on that would is cool in the outdoor industry's, uh time lapse shots. Oh yeah, I really want to figure out how to do that.
3: Yeah, I'm not real impressed with the time lapse on the phones.
2: I haven't. I have literally never attempted a time lapse shot ever, so I would not know. I just yeah. I see so many like that's something you see guys do intros with like in the b roll. It'll be like the night sky flying by as the mm-hmm. sun rises and then you roll into your b-roll i want to do that
3: if you go to sean's page he uh did you see his post a couple weeks back Mm-mm. he went fishing and uh he actually got in somebody's frame that was doing a times oh time no match. yeah i did see that it was awesome that was, that was cool and it, it was dark sean, getting in the way sean yep yeah. It was dark, uh, Sean came up to the water, put his kayak in, started zigzagging and then
2: shot off to the left side of the screen. Yeah. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it was cool to get to meet Sean. Sean's a cool guy. And that outback of his is fast. I believe it. His little legs was kicking a mess out of that thing.
3: <laughs> Heck yeah.
2: He had a shout out to Sean. He drove down from PA for the meetup and then he left Sunday morning at like 9 and didn't get back till Sunday night at like ten.
3: <laughs> I saw that. That's crazy. That's man.
2: Well, that was a good episode. Heck yeah. It's talked so, about all sorts of high expensive toys. <laughs> heck
3: yeah, that was fun. I liked it. So yeah. uh yeah. We'll wrap it up, I guess. Thanks for jumping on with me again. Yeah, man. If anybody sure has
2: anything they want us to talk about, they need to hit up Brad.
3: Yeah, can... dude, seriously, if you guys want to hear a product or something, send me a message on Instagram. Don't don't message me on Facebook, because si, I always forget those. Instagram, <laughs> if you send me a message, I'll reply back. It can we'll be literally anything.
2: Right? Yeah, anything, man. Let's just do it.
3: Anything. People. Like... I'm, Because I'm kind of running out of ideas for a little bit, which means if I run out of ideas, we're probably going to switch over to smallmouth talk for a while.
2: which is what (laughs) you want anyway probably (laughs) (laughs) no i think we came up with some good ideas just tonight and me and you talked before the show and uh we can always ask other hosts too but everybody should put in put in a little word we'll we'll have on whoever you want heck yeah
3: sounds good we'll wrap it up guys thanks for listening uh yeah tune in next week and we will talk to you later